Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, today we're looking for some wisdom and some encouragement to start our week, and I think today's going to be a really good uh, podcast for all of you. We're going to be looking at Psalms 124, 125, 126, and 127. That's right, four Psalms, but they're all like five verses long. We're just going to read them all together, and it would actually won't take very long at all. Uh, our main focus will be our study in the book of Hebrews today, which we'll be looking at Hebrews chapter 11, probably my favorite chapter in the book. And it deals with the superiority of faith, and it really is the ultimate faith chapter. And it's definitely going to be one where you're going to want to open up your hearts, open up your minds, and really receive it and hear what God's Word has to say to you this morning. All right. No rambling, no further delay. Let's just jump right in. Let me read these Psalms for you uh, to start. 124, 125, 126, and 127. Here's what it says. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the poured waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as prey to their teeth. Our souls escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people, from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good, and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon Israel. When the Lord turned again to the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sheep. Lo, 
Children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. That is the end of our psalms. All kinds of good stuff there, but I really, the last psalm, the last Psalm 127, five verses, it really stuck out to me. Uh, it just, you know, reminds us that if the Lord is not with us, then everything's pointless, right? Like, you can be a watchman, but uh, you can be a watchman over a city, but if the, if the Lord's not with that city, it doesn't matter. It's pointless. It's vain. And it also reminds us that the womb is precious, despite what this world seems to think of it in these last days. But in God's eyes, it's precious, and that bearing children is a reward, he says. Let's read, let's read these five verses, and then we'll move on to Hebrews. Let's read these five verses again. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh or waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sheep. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Okay, let's move on and look at our study in the book of Hebrews today, 40 verses dealing with the superiority of faith. And what I love about it is the writer goes through all these great examples of faith in the past, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham and Sarah, and so forth. So open up your hearts and receive God's word this morning. And I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that it speaks to you. Let's begin. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are not seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel suffered unto God, I'm sorry, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had his testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Please note, this is just confirmation that in the book of Genesis when it says that Enoch was taken, 
that it was that it's not some symbolic thing that Enoch literally never died, uh, but was taken. And these two verses, verse five and six, I think are just extremely impop- important. They remind us that you that it's absolutely impossible to please God without faith, and. You have to believe that God is who he says he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Not just seek him ho-hum on Sunday morning. Diligently seek him. Listen, let's read this. Let's read these two verses again and I'll continue. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because he... Because God had translated him, for before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city with had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithfully who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, If they had been mindful of that country, from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that he had received the promise, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that it is Isaac shall thy seed be called, and counting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, 
was hid three months of his parents because they saw it was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Let's stop for a second. There's, that's just jumping out to me. First off, I think it's interesting that it points out that, hey, Moses' parents disobeyed the king's commandment. They weren't afraid of the king, the politicians. They were going to do the right thing and trust God. Furthermore, it says that by faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with God's people than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. May we be like Moses, refusing to enjoy the pleasures of sin even for a season. We would rather suffer the affliction with God's people than to do that. Why? It says, verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto recompense of the reward. Continuing on, verse 27, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, as saying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of, of, of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockerings and scoundrings, yea, moreover, of bonds and of imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being detestute, afflicted, and tormented. Of whom the world was not worry, Worthy, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. That is the end of our study for this morning. 
I would uh, encourage you to go back if you have the time and just read chapter 11 a couple more times. And just let it speak to you about what it really looks like to walk in faith. What it really looks like to believe. These people were all great people of faith. And it's pointing out that, hey, they were told about the Messiah and about these things that would come. And they believed even though it was a far off for them. They believed under some of the most harsh circumstances. The writer goes on to talk about, you know, they believed even though some of them were being sawn asunder. Some of them were being tortured. They were being mocked and scourged. They were hiding in caves and dens. and Yet they walked in faith in spite of those things. Moses could have lived like a king in Egypt, being raised as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But he said, you know what? Rather than have the pleasures of the world, rather than living in sin for just a season, I'd rather be amongst my people being afflicted. I'd rather be mistreated and live in affliction with God's people than to spend one minute as the world indulging in pleasure and wickedness I pray that that be our hearts this morning and uh, I pray that you carry those thoughts with you into the rest of this week thanks for tuning in thanks for listening I pray you've been blessed scripture and prophecy is the website peace and grace be with all of you and until next time God bless.